morning and welcome to another episode of my little podcast. I am in Porto today, or more like leaving Porto, and wanted to let you in on all the things that have been happening <laughs> since the last podcast episode. Um, the last time I recorded, I was on my way to Ivazir, and um, then from there on I went to Rabassal and then to Coimbra and those two days were really really gorgeous um, the weather was great and just generally the the stretch is really really nice it's lots of green lush forests a lot of um, olive groves and lots and lots of um, like farm tracks and Roman roads and it was very quiet and just peaceful and relaxed and in Rabasal I also got to know three pilgrims that were also on their way to Santiago and then one pilgrim that was on his way to Fatima and he is originally from Brazil but he's studying Coimbra so we just I don't know we, we just had a conversation and got on really well he's learning German so he was having a great time speaking German to me and I also find it quite funny to speak German when I'm here so I didn't mind at all it was quite fun and we had a great conversation and then he gave me like tips of what to see and where to go in Coimbra and I told him things about Freiburg and the area and places to see and places to go and so it was just an exchange of tour guiding tips and that was really great and just fun conversation and then the next day as said I went to Coimbra oh and uh, generally speaking those two days and also the day to Coimbra they were quite um, hilly like um, lots of up and down which I don't mind because I live in the mountains but I did get to meet a guy from Holland and he said that he finds it quite tough because well he's not used to it being um, from a very flat country so yeah that's what I can tell you about that for now and then in Coimbra itself I stayed in a really great hostel right in the city center very modern and clean and nice and just I don't know at the same time like not cold and modern but just very very nice I really liked it and I had one roommate and she was also a pilgrim um, from Stuttgart actually and we got on really really great we had like we even went on a city tour together and um, we just had a really really good time spoke and chatted lots before bed and geeked about outdoor things because we both like had a tent with us and then we were geeking about that stuff and it was really great to to have someone to talk to about that kind of stuff because my friends obviously I mean um, I, I can tell and talk about that stuff but I think it's not as interesting for them <laughs> as it is with someone who like then is enthusiastic about their own gear. Yeah, anyways, um, so I had one rest day in Coimbra and that's when the day that I went on the city tour and um, Coimbra is a very hilly city so just walking around and strolling around town <laughs> is actually a bit of a workout 
but I mean, um, as said, it was absolutely worth it. It's a really gorgeous city. It's quite small. It's smaller than where I come from, but it's still got a great atmosphere. I mean, at the moment, football is on the European Championships, and then like the Portuguese are really into football. So in the evenings when there was a match, you could just, I don't know, walk around town, have maybe even sit down in a bar and then just watch football because football was really on everywhere. You would you would have to go out of your way to find a bar or a restaurant that wasn't playing, like wasn't showing the game. And um, it was a really big game when I was there. I think it was Portugal against France. So everyone was out on the streets, lots and, f- uh, lots and lots of flags were being hissed and it was a really great atmosphere. It was really interesting to see and to experience, I guess, the enthusiasm and the nationalism that is behind it all. Because um, I know in Germany football is also a really big thing, but in Germany I have the impression it's more the German matches that matter and I mean in this case it was a Portuguese match but also on other events I realized like they're just interested in the championships. Their matches do play a bigger role but the other matches are also really interesting to them at least that was my impression and so it's just fun kind of sitting in a bar or a restaurant and even if I don't understand the comments it's just um, the people you can watch and that's a good a, a fun thing to do and then after Coimbra the two etapes were to Mialhada and Aguira and those cities villages themselves were quite nice but the street like the etapes themselves I didn't really like them a lot I didn't really enjoy them a lot um they weren't bad but they were just um, not as scenic and not as nice as the ones before so it was this big contrast but I mean it was the outskirts of town and then just I don't know I don't know why like I can't tell you the reason but it was more populated and less forest than this countryside there were some eucalyptus forests again but it wasn't these cute little groves and little streets and stuff like that so um, as said I did kind of enjoy it but I didn't love it I I enjoyed the taps before more. And then from Agueda to the, like the the big taps on the plan are then to Albergaria Avelia or or Nova. There's like albergs in both cities, they're right next to each other and then from there you go to Sao Joao de Madeira. I've got a map in front of me and that's where I'm reading it from. But I'm not sure whether I'm pronouncing these correct. And then from there you go to Porto. Um, but the last etap, if you just walk that completely, it's about approximately 35 kilometers, I think, or if not even more. And I didn't really feel like doing 35. And then those the two days before would be 22 or something like that. And I just felt like just kind of switching up a bit. And then from Agueda, I walked to basically in between the next two cities. So I walked approximately 28 kilometers. And then from there, I went to a city called Villa da Feira or Santa Maria da Feira. I don't know. I think both names work. 
which is a really gorgeous city. It's also, not, I mean, it's like a town, I guess you could say. But it's really, really pretty. Um, but it is not on the Camino. I It was suggested to me by the app. Like, um, the, the Camino app that I'm using always has a list of places you can potentially stay that have a hostel or a, an, an auberge. And then it tells you whether it's open or not. So it's really good, especially for COVID times where a lot of auberges are not open. But... Um, this one wasn't really close to the way, so I think approximately four kilometers long. I just walked with Alexa in my, or like basically Google Maps in my ear. And it was quite a straightforward path, but it was a bit odd to, to walk along streets that were not with the yellow arrow. <laughs> I realized that I just, um, I missed my yellow arrows. But I found the way and it was a really great hostel and I had the room all to myself and a great view and there was a really nice restaurant in town that I just had something to eat and it was another football match that was on so the atmosphere in the streets again was really really cool because all the bars were quite next to like quite close to each other and then if you were just my restaurant was also showing the game but not very loudly so the people were kind of watching it but not screaming and shouting and um but in the bar kind of close by there were people that were screaming and shouting so you could kind of hear those comments and hear those reactions while just having a peaceful dinner and as i said i kind of i i enjoy that i know that a lot of people might find it annoying or just are not interested in football at all but i think it was actually even a germany match that was on on that day so i was kind of kind of interested and kind of like had a look who was playing and how they were playing and stuff but I mean I'm not following it super super excitedly and then from there on I went to Porto as you can imagine and I was super stoked to arrive to the city the last etap was quite tough on my feet because it was again plaster roads a lot but they were quite uneven so they were I don't know, you either had to watch every step or just walk and then your your ankles hurt at some point and that's, I'm afraid, a bit what I was doing. And um, I was walking with a pilgrim that I had met along the way, a very friendly, another Dutch guy, but a lot younger than the one I had met before. And um, we got on really well. We also have like a quite a similar pace, I would say. So we walked a lot together i think three days long we actually every day at some point met like mostly by coincidence we didn't arrange it we just either one was having a break and then the other one was walking by and then they like we just caught up on each other or um yeah something along those lines it was always by coincidence that we met and then we walked would walk the rest of that stretch together yeah, and so on that stretch where it was quite uneven, we were also walking together. He has walking sticks, more like hiking, trekking sticks. And I don't know, he was walking really quickly. <laughs> and normally I would keep up with that pace, but with that ground and with the, that floor, I was not really comfortable in walking so fast. So I just said, hey, go ahead. I'll, I'll catch up on you later on. We'll meet in Porto. And then I walked alone and I did get a blister like in on the bottom of my feet. So it was 
I could not tape it. It was really annoying. And that actually burst while I was just before Porto. So my feet weren't really having their best time. <laughs> and therefore um, I've walked really slowly into Porto. But um, we're doing well. I'm doing good now. I had two rest days in Porto. I did look at the city a bit, but I think just wearing different shoes was already quite good. And then um, now my feet are fine. And, well, at least so far, I think I've walked approximately eight kilometers now this morning. And yeah, I'm not sure whether you can actually hear the sea. I'm quite close to the sea, or actually I'm by the sea. And it's really nice. And I'm, I'm very excited to be by the sea for the next few days. Because as said, the f last few days or weeks, I was basically just inland and there were nice stretches, but also not so nice stretches. And now the next, I think, five days at least, I'm only by the seaside. And um, yeah, very excited about that. I'll also tell you a bit about what I did in Porto. Because when you enter the city, you actually come from Villa da Gaia, I think it's called, which is opposite of Porto. If you've ever been to Porto or kind of know where Porto, like how it, basically know the map of Porto, it's um, the seaside and then the riverside that kind of border Porto and then it goes inland. And on the other side of the river is Villa da Gaia. And um, that city, just when you come from there going into Porto obviously the city stretch like just opens up in front of you and it's a really really gorgeous site it's really really great because Porto is also hilly a bit like Coimbra and then you can really see different houses it's not like with a classic flat city where you can see the high houses and then some in the front but here it's actually when you walk towards it from Villa da Gaia you can just see so many buildings and so many little churches and even though some of them might be a size that you wouldn't normally see because they wouldn't be peeking out behind other roofs because it is hilly they do peek out and it's really I, I really really liked it it's got a lot of old buildings and also a lot of tiled houses and nice churches and at the same time it's not super super big because um, I think, like, you can just, I guess, simply explore it by foot. As said, my right hand foot was kind of a bit sore, so I didn't <laughs> explore it as much as I maybe would have liked to. But the things I did see were really easy to get to by foot, and I just had a great time. Entering Porto from Villa da Gaia, you also cross a really, really famous bridge. It's like got two levels. On the top is where the the tram goes and pedestrians. And I believe the bottom is cars or maybe it's also pedestrians. But either way, um, the famous Mr. Eiffel built it. And you can kind of see that. I find it when you when you know that piece of information it's kind of like you can see the re resemblance to the Eiffel Tower but that's just some some fun facts from me here and then from Villa da Gaia quite close to that bridge there's actually a park and it's a 
great lookout point and yesterday I went there to watch the sunset. It was quite busy but not super crowded, like the people were still sitting at a distance, quite COVID friendly. <laughs> and then there were people having something to eat, some people were just having a drink, some people were just sitting there and chatting. Others had full buffet, like picnic buffets kind of things and it was a really, really nice atmosphere. There was a guy playing the guitar. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed that and then just walked home. I'd actually planned to go to the sea to watch the sunset but from my hostel it's about a 40 minute drive with the bus and... I wasn't really feeling it. I was already quite tired. And then I just thought I would just have a look at the sunset this evening. And I'll be at the sea tonight. So that's like easier. So yeah. That's it for now. I will, I think I'll check in on you later on and tell you a bit more about my day and what I've seen and experienced and all that jazz. So first impressions. There's a lot more people, or pilgrims is the word I, I actually mean. I think all the way from Lisbon to Porto I maybe met or got to know 10 or 12 pilgrims. And some of those were like on their way to Fatima. So not that many pilgrims. Um, and now <laughs> within... I don't know, maybe 20 kilometers after Porto, I met or saw or walked past about 10 pilgrims. So in 14 days, 12 pilgrims, and then in 20 kilometers, 10 pilgrims. Does show that there's a lot more pilgrims from Porto to Santiago. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. <laughs> I guess we'll see about that in a few days. So far I spoke to two and um, the first one I was just still feeling this thing of like I really I just want to walk alone if that's okay. Thank you very much. And I mean she was nice and all but I could feel she was still this first day I have to get to know people and speak to whoever I can and was kind of trying to have a conversation and I mean it's not like I didn't talk to her we did have a conversation it's just then came a time where we weren't talking anymore and then it was a bit awkward so I just kind of walked ahead and said hey see each other later because we'll probably stay at the same place and then went on from there and then a bit later on I had a little break had a peach and some chocolate and just rested my feet for a minute and then when I started walking again, there was another pilgrim right in front of me. And um, I actually don't like walking behind someone because it's like either I want to overtake them or I have to look at their back the whole time. <laughs> um, and yeah, but then there was a point where we just both didn't really know which way to go because there's these plank promenades. Maybe you can kind of hear in the background as well. Um, like wooden promenades I don't know the name but anyway I think you can kind of figure what I mean along the beach and some of them just aren't there because there's some stretches of these promenades that are being rebuilt or redone and then obviously for that part they took them down and there's no promenade 
and you can't really or you're not meant to walk on the dunes and I don't really want to because my, my feet will get super sandy so um, we walked along the road but what I was actually wanting to say at that intersection where it said you should go that way but there obviously wasn't a way um, we started talking and then it was like the classic question where are you from, where are you going to where are you staying tonight and we had a really nice um, conversation, I don't know her name but maybe I'll see her again as well, quite quite sure actually and it was interesting what we talked about and yeah so that's the things that have happened so far but um, first impressions is actually what I was wanting to say um, it's really, really gorgeous. Just these paths are really nice. These promenades. And just the sea view and listening to the waves and all of that is really, oof, really peaceful. And I'm really, really enjoying it. What time? It is a bit foggy at the moment, which is a bit weird, I guess, in a way. Like... You, you can see the waves, but you can't see very far. But at the same time, it still doesn't feel foggy. But the bonus of that, obviously, you, I think you can expect what I'm going to say, is that the sun isn't shining and it's not gleaming down on me. The pictures may not look gorgeous, but the feeling is a lot better because I don't feel like I'm going to get a sunburn on my nose any second. And as said big big plus so the wind is picking up I'm not sure whether you can even still hear me but I'm just gonna leave these first impressions here and check in on you some other time good afternoon it's the 4th of July today and it's I think half past 12 yeah and I was wanting to give you an update on my little first impressions because there are for sure more people on this Camino, which is due to obvious reasons and was expectable. Like I as said, I kind of anticipated that, but um, it's not as bad as I said earlier on because on my very first day, I did see like 10 people or something like that right in the beginning. But then when I walked on a bit, it was much less and it was more <laughs> relaxed and not crowded at all. Like. I was kind of scared that there would be the scenario of like me walking and then pilgrims behind me for miles and pilgrims in front of me for miles, but that was 100% not the case. So um, I can calm. I, I could be calm again, <laughs> um, but in the mo in that instant, which is like in the beginning, I was a bit annoyed by it. I'll be honest with you all, <laughs> because I was just not used to it. I was so in the groove of just like having having a peaceful walk and then suddenly there were so many people so i mean it's kind of understandable but as said um unnecessary and then but further along there were like these promenade pathways i really don't know how to describe them like wooden planks so it's a bit like a pier but not in the water it's just like across the dunes and they were really, really nice because you were like right next to the sea, but it wasn't walking in the sand, which is really hard work after some point. And also just not ideal because you get sand in, sand in your shoes.
and then so from Porto I walked to Fao. I'm not sure how that is pronounced. It's like an A with a squiggly line on top, so maybe it's totally differently pronounced, but you I'll just roll with it. And um, that was like a guest house. It was a bit more expensive, but really, really nice. Lovely woman, and um, it was close to the sea, like it was four minutes, I think, by foot. And so I walked to the sea at sunset, and it was, wow, it was really, really peaceful. And like the beaches here are so empty in the best way possible because it's like gorgeous beaches. And then there's like basically no people. And I know that that's going to change soon because the summer holidays in Portugal have not started yet. And I think in like one, yeah, I think in one week the summer holidays start and then the beaches are going to be much more packed. So I'm just enjoying and appreciating it at the moment. So I was sitting on the beach and I had my little towel and I just sat on that because I know that otherwise your bum gets really wet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I was like journaling and just enjoying the sunset. Yeah, and then the next day was through a bit of a bigger city, which also had like an actual promenade along the beach with like lots of cyclists and everything. Um, but it was still nice because it was at the beach, and I'm I've realised um, I can just like watch the waves for ages, and it's just so peaceful. Even though like even when it's busy, it's kind of peaceful, if you know what I mean. And I'm really really enjoying that part. And um, then whenever the way, like the path goes away from the sea, I'm always like, oh my God, when am I going to go back to the sea? But I've come to accept (laughs) that it can't always be along the seaside. Whereas yesterday, for example, um, I did actually change my path a bit so that I would be along the seaside. And then I missed a little hill. So that's also winning here (laughs) by doing your own paths, which is really easy because you just want to go north and the beach is straight. So you can just walk along the beach and you know you're in the right direction because you can't go left because you can't end up in the sea. Anyways, when I had my little lunch break because I packed a sandwich again, I then afterwards basically like started a conversation with a friendly guy from Italy. And we then walked the entire rest of the tap together. And it was really, really fun talking to him because he was like, he'd recently bought a van and then we were talking about all sorts of travel destinations and just like the van life. (laughs) And that's one thing that I've come to realise, like, I know that the van life is quite trendy at the moment, but walking here, this might sound a bit silly, but walking, I've really, really been thinking about like, road trips and the van life a lot and I'm really excited (laughs) to jump back in a car and be driving someplace with friends or with just my dog I'm I'm not sure yet depends on who's who's down for an adventure and just going places because I mean walking places is also great to explore the area but sometimes driving somewhere to then walk is obviously also a gem and just a lot more enjoyable than just only walking in your own radius. Yeah, and so that's something that I've recently been thinking about, is like vans and <laughs> living on the road, or like not, not really thinking, just daydreaming. And 
we'll see about when in my life I will be able to do that. I'm not sure whether I'll buy a van this summer. I don't think so. But, I mean, it would be amazing. If someone wants to gift and just, like, give me a van, 100% down for that. Very grateful. You would, um, <laughs> you would make someone very happy. But for now, we're being realistic. And it's just daydreaming. But I just thought it was quite funny that I'm walking all day and then what I dream about is driving. <laughs> Whereas I've heard other hikers like say, oh, they're really not into driving cars anymore. So maybe once I sit in a car, I'm not comfortable with it anymore. But we shall see. I just realized that the place name I said earlier on was wrong. The first night I actually stayed in Villa Cha. And then after that, I went to Fao. But they both had an A with like the squiggly line on it. So <laughs> counts for both that I don't really know how that letter is pronounced. Um, but in Fao, I actually stayed in a hostel called the Spot Hostel, which seemingly is very popular with Germans. I mean, I only met one other guy who turned out to be American because I met him again and then we had a chat. But um, other than that, like normally there's a lot of German guests there. And I thought that was quite interesting. And the, the hostel was really nice. Highly recommend if you, if you do the Camino, go there. They've got a cute dog. It's called Spot. Haha, <laughs> what a coincidence. But um, the dog is younger than the hostel. So I guess he was named after the hostel and not the hostel after the dog. I did something quite sinful. I actually went to a tapas bar and because the specific tapas I wanted, which was octopus, they didn't have that. It was like the only thing on the entire menu that was sold out. Um, but because they didn't have that and I wanted to have something like seafood while I'm at the seaside. So I ended up having black pasta with big gambas and tomato and like a creamy sauce. Extremely delicious. But when the waiter brought the plate to my table and I saw these big gambas, I realized I do not know how to eat them. So that's something to think of before <laughs> ordering such a dish. Um, I know that in the past my dad had often eaten these big gambas, but I couldn't remember how you eat them. And so I actually asked the waiter, like, which part do I eat and which part do I not eat? Because I had the feeling, like, I kind of still knew, okay, the head you don't eat. But I still wanted to ask. And then he said, yep, you don't eat the head and you don't eat the tail. And then I kind of tried different things. Like, first I actually started doing it with my hands. But then realized, mm -mm, this is too messy. <laughs> there must be a different way. And then it worked really well with the fork and the knife. So, little, little successes there. Well, I see that as, my, as a little success for myself. <laughs> because I managed to eat something so complicated. It's not that complicated, but so complicated all by myself without having anyone instructed to me. So props to me. And then we're back to yesterday. And for the most part, I did follow the arrows. But then at some point, the arrows like were going right, like further into the village. And I kind of felt like, nah, I don't, I don't want to go that way. I'm not feeling it. So I went left and then realized quite quickly, okay, I'm not sure which direction I'm going here <laughs> or basically like I'm not these 
streets aren't going to the seaside, they're going parallel to the seaside. So I opened my maps and then just found a path that went to the seaside and then walked along beaches and along the dunes and it was so great. It was really good. It was the best decision because it was like the waves were bigger yesterday than the day before so it was a bit like more, more of an Atlantic feeling but it was gorgeous and again the beaches were really empty and then I took off my shoes at some point and rolled up my trousers and just put my backpack to the side because they were really big stones or like rocks so it was really great to put the backpack without it getting sandy and then just like ran around the beach without the backpack on <laughs> and it's such a big difference to have this bag or not to have that bag although it's only a few kilos but yeah highly recommend just freeing yourself from the weight of your backpack for a moment or two yeah and then from the beach at some point I had to go inland again to get to the auberge I was staying at and that was a privately run auberge by a lovely girl that actually studied in Heidelberg at some point so we kind of had a short chat about Germany and it's always funny like everyone kind of has some sort of comment to make about where you come from but like in a positive way it's not I've never experienced it to be negative Generally, the place is also really nice. It has a big garden and then hammocks and there was lots of fresh fruit. Like the neighbor actually came over and brought more plums because he, I guess he had just been picking some from his tree. And it was just really relaxing and very, very nice. And that's where I then got to talking to Travis. Um, he's actually from Washington DC. And I was so surprised because I wasn't aware that there were like Americans coming to Europe again because I kind of knew that some like the travel restrictions were loosened but I wasn't aware that people were actually coming so that was a big surprise to me <laughs> but it was very very nice talking to him it was really really interesting really interesting what he had to say and like how he was feeling after the quarantine and stuff like that and so we spoke about different things some political things but not too much political stuff so it was just a cool and chill conversation and then in total there were five pilgrims at the place yesterday compared to the places i stayed in before where often it was like two maybe sometimes four because sometimes there were like couples like once there was a portuguese couple with me and richard and once there was a croatian like two Croatian friends and then yesterday it was an, a Hungarian couple women from Holland and then Travis and I so it's getting a bit more but still not super many so and then for today the host of the hostel or auberge I stayed in yesterday she recommended me this auberge that I'm going to right now uh, and said if you have some time Everyone loves it there. It's like basically a farm with animals. So looking forward to what that means and what that turns out to be like. And um, I'm walking there right now, but it's only 14 kilometers, which feels so weird. Because in the past I walked, like before Porto, I often just walked 30 kilometers a day. 
it is windy but i'll try and talk anyways and if not then i'll have to re-record this up into porto my average was kind of between 25 and 35 kilometers often around the middle like often 30 kilometers a day and then after porto it was i think 24 then 30 and then yesterday 24 again and then today it's 14 so it kind of feels like a very slow day and i've been really taking my time i had a seat in a bus stop earlier on and i just did some journaling and then i took photos and i just enjoyed the views which it's not like i haven't been doing that the rest of the days but i guess now i'm just walking a bit more slowly as well but i'm there quite soon i think it's two kilometers that are left so it's weird so early normally i arrive at three-ish and now it's just before one and the weather at the moment isn't very exciting it's quite cold actually like it's maximum 20 degrees which is nice for for hiking but on these days like being at the seaside i've been really tempted to go into the sea but then it's like well when i get out i can't shower <laughs> because um, most like sometimes there's showers but sometimes there isn't and then you never know whether there is one or not until you get away from the beach and then I'd be wet and cold and I really don't want to get a cold so I'm just I restrained myself and kept away from the sea without clothing like I just went in with my feet up until my knees it's also very pleasant because it's like cooling on your feet if you've been walking all day but we'll see whether the weather kind of warms up a bit in the next few days while I'm along the shore and then maybe I'll go for a dip I hope I will I will go for a dip so the music that I've been listening to besides <laughs> the birds and the waves um were for one it's called Boa Sorta slash Good Luck by Vanessa D'Amata featuring Ben Harper and that was on the radio station in one of the auberges that I was staying in and I really enjoyed it so I've been really <laughs> listening to that quite a lot and then I was rediscovering some old tunes that I really like and this one was the Avenir Fade Out Lines I'm sure most of you know it very good song very very good song <laughs> And then another song that I found staying in a place was it was actually in Porto and that's where I found the song Jakarta by Bonsai and Bonsai being like the tree so it's quite easy to find and then in Coimbra on the city tour I kept on jump, uh, bumping into the word fado or like fado music which reminded me of fado by Milky Chance so I have been listening to that also quite a lot a little backstory to that, fado is a guitar-like instrument that's played a lot in Portugal. Like, it's quite historical. And there's Lisbon fado, and then there's Coimbra fado. And the Coimbra fado was played by the students, and still is to this day. Like, that was basically to entice girls, because the students back in the day, females couldn't go to university. So that's how they tried to lure in the girls with their fado music. 
Yeah, and then another song, song that I've been listening to was What Else Is There by Roy Scott. If you know Tanner Hall's ski movie, you'll know where I got this movie, uh, the song from. But it's just nice vibes. And yeah, so that's the songs that I've been listening to. I'll be honest with you guys, like earlier on I had the song Schnappidas Kleine Kokodier stuck in my head for about half an hour. So it's not only fun songs that I'm listening to. <laughs> I don't know where that song came from. I just suddenly started like with this melody in my head and I couldn't couldn't get it away. So it's all all different stuff. And I've also been listening to a very interesting and like a bit different podcast. It's called My Favourite Murder. I actually discovered it through a list of things someone's listening to that's doing a through hike in America. And it's really like they've got these cool mini-sodes where people can just send in whatever stories they have. And I felt it was quite funny. Yeah, and so that's, and that's me for today. I wish you all a wonderful start into your week. And wherever you are and listening to this, I hope you're doing well. And I wish you happy trails. <laughs> Goodbye.